Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson, and we have taken a little break, if you have noticed. Our uh, producer of these videos even commented, emailed me the other day, said, Joe, you guys haven't done one in 19 days. Are you okay? But uh, at this kind of end of the year, end of 2020, we have had a lot of big national shows all condensed into one. So Adam has been traveling. I've been traveling. I've had a bunch of clients also uh, competing in some of these remotely and took a little break, but we're coming back to our behind the scenes, coaching behind the scenes series where Adam and I spend a little bit more time to really dive into some of the topics we've covered already. So if you notice, we have almost 500 episodes in terms of our five to six minute series. Then we have some long features, some interviews with other people. And now we're doing this as just a way to condense some of these topics into a much, much more complete picture. And today we're going to talk about a perfect peak week. What does that look like? Uh, again, if you go back to some of our, our series, you'll see us just pick apart every single nuance, talking about sodium in one episode, water in another episode, all these little things. And now we're going to look at, from a coach's perspective, as we work with a client, having them enter peak week, plan for it, and go through it to the very moment they step on stage, what makes a great one a great one? So I certainly have a lot of my stories that show a little bit of the nuance and the difference between the kinds of approaches everybody needs for different divisions, as well as different body types and different contexts. But Adam, let's, uh, let's start with you. Let's, let's throw some great things out there from, from your history with clients. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we look at perfect peak week, end of game is going to be looking your best. And uh, one thing that I kind of want to talk about with this, and uh, I'm actually writing a post about this. Um, I consider myself as a coach almost like a golf caddy. And, you know, a, a perfect peak week, like usually can't be 100% planned. But you want to have every club in the bag for every scenario. So I don't want to tell a client to use a putter by accident if they're in the sand trap. So you, you really want dynamics, you want communication, um, you want to be able to pivot and not just follow a plan because the comfort of following a plan. And uh, I think that that's what sometimes people view that as, is they're going to nail my peak week, it's going to be perfect and we're never going to change anything. And how often does that really happen for us? So a lot of times we're moving some variables, um, even the show days change uh times change uh but just today i have a i have a client where we're filling her out and we have realized that she's just sacrificing a little bit of conditioning that uh i don't like and she doesn't like so we're even though it's kind of going wrong we kind of have a bad shot here the fact that we're making changes and not just following the plan i think makes us perfect so um, she knows she doesn't look her best. I know she doesn't look her best, but it's nothing that we can't fix by tomorrow. Yeah, what a, what a great metaphor that uh, that golf caddy one. I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. That's uh, yeah. glad you're writing an article that that'll stand the test of time. But um, so I'll, I'll give you an example of exactly what you're talking about in terms of you can't plan it 100. percent It's never gonna go perfect. I remember one time it kind of blew my mind. One of the one of the bigger name coaches who came after me 20 some years ago. I heard that uh, he would give his clients their peak week and, you know, say, here it is, you know, good luck. I'll talk to you after the show. And during the entire week, let alone contest day, there was just no communication. I'm like, wait a second. 
that's 99% of the game is actually those, those assessment moments and monitoring and changes. So here's, here's a client that I had who competed earlier this year and, and tied for first to, to win his pro card. And still that week we experienced something, Adam, that, that even though I you know, knew his physique, I had worked with him before, we had all year to get ready for that. You know, we, I planned out the peak week, I was fine tuning along the way. By the time we got to contest morning, I just could not get the fullness that I wanted. I just, I knew he could get fuller and fuller and fuller and, and it just wasn't happening. And so I was doing all the things that, that we have taught here in Contest Prep University. You know, we, we first, you know, increase water, then a little bit more sodium to try and get it to stick. But, you know, possibly just our glycogen base was just a little underestimated. So this time for his first pro show, just, you know, six, seven weeks later, I'm like, okay, I remember that. I, I, I you know, have that experience now. So we planned a little bit more of a, of a progressive linear load on, on the progressive side, emphasis on the progression and had his glycogen stores a little bit higher. And we were still questioning on, on Friday night, the night before the contest, do we really swing for the fence? Do we go bigger? Do we want that? And, and I just had that little bit of extra confidence knowing our history to go ahead and be aggressive. So then of course, Saturday morning, he wakes up, never a problem, stayed super full, super tight, just dominated a great field and, and, you know, won his first pro title in his first pro show. So, you know, when you talk about Adam having a perfect plan, that's, it's great to say, this is what I think is the perfect plan, knowing that we're definitely going to have to fine tune that thing along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say what makes a plan perfect is planning for every potential scenario. And, you know, when I send my clients their peak week document, there's muffins, there's uh, bagels, there's things they're going to bring that we may not even eat. Uh, so they have to understand that we're, we're having those with us just in case we need them. Um, Gatorade is a, that's been a lifesaver for me whenever I've needed it. And uh, most of the times I've needed it were when clients either had a little bit of digestive distress um, and they felt like they needed a meal, but they couldn't fit much into their stomach. Uh, Gatorade seems like a really safe option. Uh, but also I've had a few clients who have gotten sick on show day and we've been able to keep the Gatorade down. So, you know, even though my clients feel like they overpack, we're, we're planning to win. Mm. Well, let's go all the way back to this pre-setup phase. Let, let's, let's not assume that every viewer here or listener has, has watched all of our content in the past and say, you know, first of all, you have to be lean enough, obvious. You know, we don't have to spend any time talking about that, but you have to be in the best condition. If you still have to air a little bit on tightness, then you may not get the, the value of much of a carb load or having that higher glycogen base. I just talked about with my clients. Sometimes being very conservative is the best route. Uh, that, that's not always to say that, you know, you know, more food, more calories, more everything, more risk is the best play. That's only when you really know that you can, you can trust that process. So uh, if you have di different competitors for, for a show, Adam, in different divisions from bikini and wellness all the way to men's bodybuilding, do you specifically have them approach peak week all the same? Like what's in your mindset in that, that different, ty different type of client? 
it all comes down to their body type and, and where they're currently at with their diet. Um, have we been loading carbs weeks before? Um, you know, a few of my clients, we might take the first two days to achieve just a little more leanness if we need to. Um, but then we need to recover from stress. So we need to turn that off at a certain degree. Um, I had a client who surprisingly jumped into his show this weekend. Um, he told me Sunday, so here we would have been two days into his peak week. He said, you know, I think I want to do this show. So um, his peak week's more about just getting ready. <laughs> so we're actually not even really so much doing a peak week, but then a backload. So um, this all just gets approached differently depending on the person, their metabolism, um, their body type and their current situation. Mm. So I'll give you another example this time on the female side. Um, I had two, two clients I can think of who, who were kind of in the same category in that first time clients for me to work with. And so there was just a little bit of guesswork. You know, we, we both got the experience been doing this for decades and you know, you, you can see a person in front of you and make good decisions but there still is that little, you know, what if there's something I just don't know. So I had this client that I thought, you know, she's competed in the 122, 123 range. And, you know, I knew we had to get a little bit leaner. So maybe 115. Well, we got to our second show and we were down to 108. And she's still not quite as lean as I would like her to be, but she has still held a really good amount of muscle, good, good shoulder width and, you know, quads and hamstring shape is there. So we still had to stay, you know, a little bit moderate, a little bit conservative instead of a lot of progression in our carbohydrate progressive linear load. It was a little bit more linear and just that little upturn at the end, just enough to make sure she's full enough. And, and then we did get that win we were looking for, but this other particular client in the wellness division, similar to start, we, you know, we were, we were so ready early beginning of the year you know contest delays and all that and by the time she gets on stage i thought we've held her in such a good position but all of a sudden I'm like wow she really does need to be a little bit leaner need to be a little leaner so we kind of drive 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 down to get that little bit of extra tightness we needed but that did afford us a little bit extra fill out and you know for wellness you know fullness in the the quads and so forth is important and because of some of those little micro adjustments Again, she was able to walk away, you know, winning first in every, every class, every division, you know, overall. And sometimes it really does come down to, you know, you having that anticipation of this is what it's going to look like. And then, oh my gosh, we need to make a, a little bit of an adjustment here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good example. I, I feel like one big problem I see are clients want to make it about the food or how much they're eating versus how they um, actually look. And I think a lot of clients almost put a lot of, uh, just a lot of thought into, well, how high are my carbs going to be? And you see a lot of people just online talk about maybe doing rapid backloads of 1,500 to you know 2,000 carbs. But um, the true art of winning is actually how you look. And I think a lot of people forget it's not an eating contest, it's based on how you look. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one more example, and that is a client that we had a weight class that we were fighting, and um, I wasn't even sure we were going to make it, and we ended up the the last couple of weeks having to to reduce food, 
as low as we possibly could. And even to make that weigh in, ultimately have a day of almost fasting and dehydration, all of the, th the things you have to do. And then by the time we had 24 hours to kind of refill, starting with just a pretty steady, consistent amount of water, you know, you don't want to send somebody to a buffet after that kind of uh, depletion. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how when you use the right foods and the right technique, you can refill somebody in that 24 hour window and still look very, very tight. And so again, I mean, neither you nor I would ever be on this podcast talking about, Hey, our plan is to deplete somebody, starve them the last day and withhold water, like the exact opposite of anything we would ever say, but that was the position we were in. And you, you've got to you got to use the right club for the right shot. A guy was sitting in the sauna, and he was going to try to make the weight class. And you know, I just after the second one, I was like, "How many minutes did you do?" And he was like, "You know, an hour and 30. I was like, "Nah." I'm like, "We're we were I think 12 pounds off." And I was just like, "I'm really uncomfortable with." going down 12 I said I think you're gonna sacrifice your look he actually stayed in the heavier weight class and won his class so it was definitely uh, the right decision yeah we, we we had that conversation with a client of mine where he had he'd really tried to get into for a national show the the 154 and I'm like you know you're you're just gonna look so thin like you know let's let's look at how you looked last year trying that versus this year and uh, you're right he ended up you know, on the, on contest day, just, just saying no to that ahead of time. We didn't even try, you know, weighing 167 and just looking like a phenomenal middleweight instead of a scrawny lightweight. So mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's go back to what you said about having the right tools on contest day, because you're, you're exactly right. Some people end up comparing themselves to other friends and coaches and people they see backstage and why are they eating or drinking this or not. Um, you know, when, when do I get that? When, when do I get that burger and fries or when do I get that pizza or when do I get, you know, the, the whiskey or something? And I, I also, I mean, you, you learned a lot of this from me, Adam. So, you know, I like to send people with a pretty full toolbox for contest day, but I also find that if you've done your homework, those couple days previous, you've got that glycogen base where you need and you're using the foods that that they're used to and you've got your first couple just solid meals they're the normal staples food sources you're used to same condiments sodium level then we may not need that much extra i certainly like as you said to have a gatorade or a vitamin water on, on hand some people just love the fact that you know a glass of wine or a shot of tequila relaxes them a little bit and there's some value in, in those simple you know ethyl alcohol carbohydrates um but you know I'm not, I'm not that gimmicky where you're going to see somebody eating some weird, bizarre food they're not used to. And uh, I, I, I will just say that some, if you're going to do something like that, you probably want to be as simple as possible. Some of my clients have said they feel they do better with some simple sugar. So they want some Skittles or some licorice if they need it. Some people like a little bit of extra fat and sodium, like a Snickers or a Reese's. But I have to say in those moments leading up to the stage, it has so little to do with that last bit of food. It has to do with the meals you've had the day before, maybe your first meal of the day, 
but more specifically just that hydration and mineral content. And, and I'd love to hear your opinion on all that. Yeah, well, I 100% agree with that. And I'm usually not reaching towards anything we haven't done during the whole week. And you know, one of the best things a client can hear from me is you look so good, I'm afraid to change anything. Uh, uh, sometimes I'll be cautious if I think someone's going to be pumping up for a long time. I might use a little extra salt just to help keep that glycogen in the muscle tissue just by chance if they pump up for too long. But these are strategies that we talk about um, at Masters Nationals where I had three girls get their pro cards. Um, I said, you know, I kind of observed how they were lining people up and everyone was pumping up at the door and there were three other lines behind that door. So you've got at least 30, 40 minutes until you're on stage. So I told my people, don't pump up until you're in your um, a class before you goes. And I think that was money to have that kind of timing for my clients. And mm. a lot of them were able to go in without changing anything due to just having that solid of a game plan and timing. So let me give you the antithesis. And I think some of our, our viewers may be interested here, like a fail, like, like I'm going to tell you a point. One of my biggest fails in my entire career happened uh, just last weekend. And I have this client I've worked with for a long time. I helped him win a pro card years ago. Now he's shooting for that IFBB pro card. And he just looked so good. I, I, I could not imagine him not winning. And we had done everything that you and I talk about, Adam, where his food intake had gradually gone up, 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 up. He's, uh, he's a pretty big guy, you know, in the, in the 190s. And just, you know, massive shoulders, massive chest, shredded all the time, just veins on top of veins. And there's just no way to mess this up. He's gone through everything perfectly to the point where he and I have known each other and been friends and had this client-coach relationship for so long that it was, it was just pretty like, it's just going to happen. Like, you know, we, we communicated as usual, you know, looking at his, his, uh, you know, photos in the morning and so forth. And then it was just kind of cruise control. And then I looked at his photos from the prejudging and I'm like, what in the fuck happened? Like, I, I could not imagine him getting so flat. Like mm -hmm. he, he looked like he lost 20 pounds in two hours and I went through like, what happened? What did you do? What like it, and you know, we're going through the kind of forensic analysis and all, all I can think of Adam, because there really was no change is he, he just did not maintain his sodium. Um, you know, he just, he just absolutely, one of the things you and I talk about a lot is he said, I was urinating so much. I just could not stop peeing. And so I did keep drinking, which is good, but still more water in is if, if you're in that, that homeostatic space where you're urinating that much, more water is just going to continue flowing through you. Obviously there was not enough of a solute mechanism to hold on to that hydration. And I said, I know it's not carbs because your carbs through a progressive linear load, they were totally fine maybe we could ever should have had a much, much bigger meal for breakfast, but he was already having 120 grams of carbs for breakfast, another hundred or so the next meal. I mean, everything was totally fine, but the conversation you and I have had so many times, Adam, is clients sometimes on contest day 
just forget to add the same amount of sodium and condiments that they have during the week. They just, they pack up that food for contest day and that's the thing they forget. And because he and I just didn't communicate for that second or third meal, you know, we just, everything's fine. I feel great. I look great. Thanks. I'll let you know how it's done. I did not force him to send me photos. I didn't catch it. I just didn't catch it. I, you know, it's funny that we mentioned the same scenario for the two times that I can look at a client and say they did not look good on show day. And I had a client who did a Canadian nationals and they usually get the photos up almost immediately with them being off of stage. So I'm live watching and I'm like, I don't know what happened from morning to nighttime. Her shoulders look smaller, her stomach looked huge frankly and she said you know I didn't have time to send you pictures I was in a rush and we did we started going over things you know what had changed since the morning and at first I'm thinking stress and then as we pinpointed some of her food I was like I noticed salt fixed everything immediately with about 20 minutes and I had asked her did you salt your show day food or cook it like you normally do and she had actually not cooked her food as normally as she would have. She kept it very plain, and, and that was exactly what happened to her. Yeah, it's, it's something I've had to relearn, but I almost assume since we put out so much information like this that all of my clients are getting it, like that they hear these things, and yet as an individual coaching relationship, some people don't, and so it just kind of slips through the cracks, and uh, Man, it's, it's just you know, maybe one out of 100 people, but it really does emphasize that underlying point that things can change like that when, mm -hmm. when you're, you're on you know, a, a contest day and you've got that, that stress, the adrenaline, the, the time changes, the pumping up. Sometimes you're, you're standing way too long waiting. Uh, the, you know, there, there are just a, a lot of different physical stimuli occurring and you just you just have to keep your eye on it. You, you cannot you not, cannot rest one bit on contest day as a coach. Yeah, we've had to kind of redo our peak week documents over and over and over again, just um, based on you know mistakes like that. And now we have um, something for the show day food that says season your food as you normally would, um, just big bold so people don't miss that and. We've actually even created like a peak week curriculum where you read this section this day, this is your homework for that day. And that's been really helpful. So it's in small dosages. Nice, nice. Um, you have a growing staff, I must say. You have Coach Roseanne Morcart and Zach and Kat Peters in California. So I know that's probably helping you create some of these tutorials and resources for your, your team, which I think is, is phenomenal. And, and that's just going to make all of your coaches better. Yeah, it, it's been really cool. It's also great just to have, you know, partners in crime. Mm -hmm. all, uh, we really do work as a team. Um, you know, all the wins this weekend were definitely a byproduct of Kat, Zach, and Roseanne for sure. So um, it's, it's great having them aboard. That's awesome. So the, the last thing I would say, guys, as we just kind of close out this episode is – you, you can anticipate and plan what you think is going to be a, a best peak week. And, and I don't need to restate the fact that we, we have to just monitor and adjust that. And that's where the best coaching comes in. 
But I would also say year to year, contest to contest is a great way to learn. You can't have a peak week that you think worked so well right now. Like you finally cracked the code, you got the exact formula that's gonna work for you and then apply that next year because your body's at a different place. But you can apply a lot of those principles that's gonna give you a lot of great indication about your, your metabolism, your body type, what you can tolerate. And so I would say, you know, that's a big part of that, that tool chest to say, okay, now I've learned all of this stuff. That's going to help me refine and make even better decisions next time. It still has to be a very active coaching process for yourself and in the communication with a potential coach. But uh, it, it is really important to look at your progress contest to contest and year to year as also a great way to refine your entire process. So uh, any comments on that, Adam? No, I think you nailed it. I think we're, um, I think this was a really good one. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, as always, we have tons and tons of those little micro series, and we're going to get back to that at the, uh, the first of the year to get back to exactly how we can help best uh, supply you with information for your 2021 contest and beyond. I'm sure some people will find uh, this information even later, so it'll be funny to hear us throw a date in there. But uh, thanks again for watching, listening, Contest Prep University. Thank you, Adam, and we will see you guys next time.